Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Fitness and wellness expert, naturopath, and adventure enthusiast, Wendy Peck. And my husband, Todd Isburner. He's a fundraising guru, men's mentor, and Bible scholar. And as a couple, we're going to share riveting breakthrough stories from our guests who've experienced the meaning of a changed life. Our hope is that you will be inspired, equipped, and entertained along your own life journey. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Biggest breakthrough. Hey, it's Todd and Wendy here, and hoping you're having a great day. And if not, make it a great day. Oh, see, that's what Wendy has <laughs> on her voicemail. If you ever call her, she'll say at the very end of it, and hey, make it a great day. Well, because why? You right. have a choice. I know. It really kind it of bugs day. me, though, because it makes me feel like, <laughs> oh, man, it's all up to me. <laughs> but, well, it kind but, of is. <laughs> here's, here's another thought, though. If you're not having a great day, you really need to lean in and listen closely because you're about to hear a story that we believe could give you some very insightful takeaways, can inspire you and uh, raise your level of hope. In fact, um, maybe you've just had to face the harsh reality that what you're about to deal with could be the end of you. I mean, you're afraid and you're uncertain of what the future holds. Yeah, and maybe things seem a little hopeless. You have no control of your circumstances and there are no easy fixes. So what do you do? Where do you turn? And how do you get help? Yeah, well, today's guest, Carl Anderson, experienced one of those literally life-threatening situations, and it pushed him to the edge of himself. In fact, it pushed him to the edge of his faith. Yeah, and so how Carl came through it all can show you what it takes to have a breakthrough that can change not only your circumstances, but change your entire life. All right, so are you ready for this? I'm, I am, I'm, I am. Man, I'm excited. I want to like <laughs> jump right into it. But first, I want you to get to know Carl just a little bit. So uh, I have a, uh, let's see, I think he a sent bio, me, yes. yeah, I think it was a 14-page bio that he sent me here. <laughs> so I need to put on my readers. <laughs> just kidding. We've got him on mute, so he can't jump in and defend himself. So let me just give you a little, a little overview. Reverend Carl Wesley Anderson, I love that middle name. Uh, he's an internationally equipping evangelist and a documentary filmmaker. Now, how many people are going to run into have got sort of that, that dual mission going? But Carl is uh, inspiring and equipping believers for passionate discipleship and the ability to hear God's voice. Carl is the founder and executive director for Born to Blaze Ministries. He is the author of Love Speaks, awesome, awesome book, by the way. And he's also the uh, writer director, producer of two television series, Love Speaks and From History to Hope. Writer, director, producer. That's, that's like Mel Gibson doing Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, listen, this is kind of cool. He was named after the revivalist John and Charles Wesley. I didn't know that. Isn't that that cool? makes sense. Yeah. So uh, Carl really has a, a passion to equip and empower the church to evangelize, to create deeper discipleship within the body of Christ and encourage missional outreach through all forms of media. And he's living proof of that. Now, 
this boy's no dummy either. I'm telling you, he's got degrees as an associate, of associate of ministry, <laughs> bachelor's of communication arts and a master's of divinity. Wow. All right. So he lives in Apple Valley, Minnesota. He has his uh, wife, Sarah, and three children. And uh, let's see the three children, Zoe, Gideon, and Ethan. Yes. Great names. Wow. And here's something you are really going to tap into today in his story, because Carl's a stage 3B melanoma cancer survivor. And today he walks in faith through God's healing and calling in his life. All right. So welcome, Carl. Get your smiling face in Come here, on. Carl. I'm here. Well, thank you for that that glowing intro. And I'm sorry for the 14 pages. <laughs> I, I revised it. I edited it. <laughs> Well, and if anybody's to... a Braveheart fan, I can do my Braveheart accent for you later. So. Oh, that would that's be a, a treat. Must. Yes. I think we have to do that. Okay, so we're going to jump right out of the gate here and, and talk about uh, the book that you wrote. I love this book. Um, love Speaks, 21 Ways to Recognize recognize God's Voice. And so, yes, there it is. Thank you, Carl. If Good you're job. watching if you're this watching. on video, there you got to shout So here's, the, here's the, the question I want to start off with. Put him on the spot, honey. Did you hear from God today? Did mm. he speak to you? And what did he say? Oh. How dare you, madam? <laughs> uh, come on, buddy. You're being put to the test. Yes. Did you hear him today? I yes. did. I okay. did hear his still small voice. In fact, I, I can tell you very specifically this morning, I was praying for a middle son, and um, he's been on a particular track with the military. He's young. He's 18. He's been through basic. I thought he was going to go a particular way, and uh, bottom line is I just was starting to pray instantly the Holy Spirit spoke. And one of the ways the Holy Spirit speaks very, very common is called the still small voice or the inner voice of the spirit. So just to technically, you know, teach that he speaks from within our redeemed human spirit flows on our mind. So you actually have to be very, very, uh, you know, attuned to his voice because he sounds like you basically. So right away I had a flash thought and it actually revolutionized. It changed my whole perspective and it it made me not go into the sort of argument mode with my wife. And it was like peaceful. And I suddenly realized he was speaking and he basically turned everything that I was thinking around for me in one thought. So yes, I heard God's mm. voice about an hour ago. Beautiful. Beautiful. That is fantastic. All right. So you, you say that God speaks <clears throat> and it's the sound of your own voice that you're hearing, but it's God speaking through your voice. Do you ever get a little confused because you do a number of accents? Like, like what does God <laughs> sound like when it's, when it's the Scottish <laughs> accent? <laughs> right. Well, first of all, if a Scottish accent, he sounds a wee bit like this to a Scotsman. Right. You come here to fight as three men and three men you are. I've got my brave heart sword over here. All right. So that's if, good. That's good. That's good. If you're if you're Scottish, that is what you're going to hear in and your I mind. I, I don't hear God that way, but a Scotsman will. Very cool. All right. Now, oh, you've that. obviously got a very close, very intimate, very deep and very personal relationship with the Lord. Uh, not everybody has that, and neither did you. So let's take us back a little bit to the early days of Carl and what that relationship with God was like, and then how it progressed to where it is today. Mm, good question. So I was raised in the kind of an evangelical Lutheran tradition. Uh, not a lot of prayer happened. There was no relationship with God. In fact, I can I joke about it now, but when I would pray, it was like I was leaving a message on God's voicemail and hoping he'd check his voicemail once in a while, you know? I think right now we got a lot of heads bobbing up and down. They're like, yeah, I get it, get right? Um, and honestly, you know, with no relationship, it's just religion, right? And hmm. uh, when I when I finally got to college, um, 
I, I tried to get more serious with God. I started to seek him more, but again, didn't know him at all. And I met this radio disc jockey uh, where uh, he and his wife would invite me over for dinner every Sunday. And as a skinny little, you know, college kid, yeah, you've, you got to eat. So I, I went to their home to be fed, but then they would say, bring your Bible along. So I brought my Bible. It was the Robert Schuler edition, the, the, the hour of power crystal cathedral Bible I had. So, <laughs> I had. They were, so they were bribing you with food. Is that the idea? They were bribing That's me okay. with food. Do you believe that? <laughs> These Christians. Uh -huh. So I, I, I had a great dinner. Then we would, would turn the TV on to, to his Christian show. And it was, it was John Osteen, the father of Joel Osteen preaching on fire Baptist, just, you know, every week we'd, we'd hold up our Bibles and he'd say, now repeat after me. And I'd be like, I can do what this Bible says I can do. And on it went. And I didn't know the Lord. So five weeks into it, I went home one night and I just got on my knees. I was all alone in my apartment. Um, and I just cried out to the Lord really just was honest with him, which is what he's looking for. Isn't it? You know, uh, consecrated my heart to Jesus and gave, gave my life to him. And immediately I could sense the presence of God. And I remember waking up the next morning, walking to class, and for the first time, all of nature was was shouting praise unto mm -hmm. him. Cool. And I could recognize that for the first time. You've got to be a follower of Jesus to really recognize this is my father's world and he is everywhere. And so then about uh, within within a short time of that, I moved to Los Angeles because I was thinking at the time that I was being you know, maybe called into the film industry. Mm. I had done some training the previous year at USC Film School, which is one of the nation's top two film schools. So I got some good training under my belt for filmmaking, and I thought I'll, I'll have a go at this. And out there, uh, long story short, I got filled with the Holy Spirit's power. So it was a wonderful meeting at a church called The Vineyard, pastored by John Wimber in Anaheim. And I, I, I remember leaving that meeting with a genuine sense of God's presence that was much deeper than, the, you know, just the initial one that I had. Hmm. Uh, I was able to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit right away. Uh, I could speak in tongues and I could prophesy and I could lay hands on the sick and they started to get better. And all these things happened. My first healing happened on the streets of Minneapolis, witnessing to this man and he had a broken leg and I had no faith whatsoever, but I, the Lord still honored it. I laid my hands on him and God instantly healed his leg and he ran away. He ran off healed. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, you like, probably I'm... completely freaked him out. <laughs> I mean, just, here's a stranger walking up to him. Can I pray for your leg? Like, can I pray for you? Like, yeah, yeah sure. Eventually and he's like, going to run away <laughs> from it. And he was poor and all of a sudden now he could work and mm. the whole thing. So mm. I was like, you know, that progressed into then pursuing you know, okay, am I supposed to be in the film industry or am I supposed to go into ministry? And of course, the Lord said to me at the time, you know, really interestingly, you know, these, there are these two roads. And he basically said, well, if you take this path that I've laid out for you, you're going to have an eternal reward. If you take your path, you'll have a great go at it, but you won't have any reward that'll follow you. And he left the choice up to me. And I just said, okay, mm. I'm going your way. And that led to training in ministry and evangelism and, uh, and yeah, basically a whole lifestyle of, of then following that prior to 
the cancer battle, which is, I'm sure your next question. Mm-hmm. It actually yeah. is. Well, then yeah. can I, I just want to yeah, back right. up for a second. I, I just, I, because it just occurs to me, like when you were talking about this pursuit of God, uh, thanks to these friends who are inviting you for dinner, uh, bribing you with food and all, and giving you the Bible. So obviously there was something stirring inside of there was, there must've been a hunger already in you. And perhaps at that time you didn't realize the hunger was for God. What about those who are tuned in right now? There seems to be a, a gnawing on the inside. There's, there's a hunger that they're sensing. Um, can you encourage them what to do with this hunger that seems to be eating away at them? Well, first and foremost, uh, you know, what we know is we have relationship with Jesus Christ. He, he is the king of kings. He came as a man, but he was divine. He was 100% divine and 100% human. He revealed to us he's the only way, the only revealer of the Father. And then he sent the Holy Spirit to us after his death and resurrection. So the purest way you can pursue the hunger is to fall on your knees and cry out for mercy for your sins and welcome Jesus into your life because he truly is the only way, but he's also the best way. He's, the, he's, he's better than every other potential world religion out there. He is a living, a living God. He's still fully divine and human, somehow resurrected from the dead. He's alive right now. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's instantly accessible to you. So no matter what you're having, having to go through, the only way to fill that void or to, to go after that hunger is really to seek him and mm. seek him until you find him because he will be found by all those that seek him. And it's a, it's a surrender. And that's what you did too, Carl. It, you surrendered, surrendered your way and said, all right, God, I'm going your way instead of my own. And so um, I think that that sometimes is the tug of war that um, maybe some of our listeners um, experience is like, well, okay, I, I do love God, but but I've got this thing. I think my way is is working, you know, uh, and yet it's not because mm-hmm. if they they're they're still having the hunger, the, yeah. the void isn't being filled. Yeah. So yeah, and we are we are a part of Adam's rebel race. You know, yeah. we are rebellious from birth. We are born separated from him, and the only true path to receive eternal life and to receive that that longing, you know, to 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 gain that longing, what we're longing for is Jesus Christ. He's the only way. That's and a little bit of the evangelist. Surrender to him. That is Carl, You're the right. evangelist. That's for sure. and, and every one of us uh, really it. want to be evangelists when you've, when you've got Jesus in your life, you don't want to hold on to that. And you, you want just want to, to you just want everybody to know, yeah. you want to share it. Yeah. So, okay. So this takes us to uh, the next breakthrough in your life. And um, it, y- this has been a, a big one in your life, overcoming cancer. Let's let's talk about um, just how you discovered it, number one, and how God brought you through yeah. this cancer battle. So about six years ago, I had a very small uh, mole that was growing on my leg on a, in a birthmark area that I had from birth. So I thought nothing of it. It didn't look like anything to be concerned about. And I was kind of a knucklehead, you know, I didn't listen to my wife at the time. She's like, honey, you should have that checked out. I'm like, ah, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. Well, it wasn't fine. (laughs) And by the time we had it checked out, it was the worst kind of melanoma cancer. Hmm. Now, melanoma is a particular animal in the cancer world. Uh, If if you're not familiar with it, listening to this, it, it basically cloaks itself in your body like a Klingon ship from Star Trek. It's invisible to your immune system in a sense. 
Hmm. It's an invisible threat. Your, your immune system looks at it and says, nothing to see here. We'll move on. We won't destroy and kill it. So something's missing in my body that needed to be there that isn't there to tell my immune system, this is a threat. It wants to take my life. Just like a mole on a, on a birthmark, it looked like nothing to me. It's the same inside the body. So what happens with melanoma is it links into your, you know, sort of, well, it goes right, right to where it can spread. And it's usually the lymph nodes or lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. Everybody's body has a whole system of lymph nodes. There's a beautiful way that God has put in us to, to locate disease and kill it. It's happening all the time through our immune system. But in the case of melanoma, it'll spread and it will, it will take over organs and then take people out. And it's very, very dangerous. So by the time we caught mine, it was a stage 3B, which is nearly stage 4. So it was in my right upper leg area. It had already gone to my lymph nodes. And uh, the initial operations removed lymph nodes and cancer. So right away, the doctor gave me five options. And initially, I was thinking, I'm fine. I had the operation. They took the cancer out. He's like, no. It's microscopic. We can't pick it up. Uh, the, the PET CT scan I had, great scan. It's a full body scan. It can locate anything five millimeters or larger, but it cannot locate anything under five millimeters. And oftentimes melanoma will spread under five millimeters until it's too late. Mm -hmm. So five options. One of them was do nothing. And I honestly, in talking to you here today, believe if I had taken that option, I would not be here today. I know that I would not because I was not given much time to live at the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what happened? Well, you you have that moment where, and if you're listening to this and you've been through something similar, you know what I'm talking about. Your whole world falls out from under your, your feet, literally. Um, you, you look at your own life and your own mortality and realize tomorrow could be it. And what do you do? You've got, I had a wife and three kids, you know, and a, and a very successful at the time video business in, in wedding videos. So, yeah, so all Carl, of that Carl, was, how, listen, how did you, how did you handle that, that initial shock? Because you weren't thinking this was going to be a big deal. And the doctor says, oh, well, you have melanoma cancer and we're going to operate. So that's sort of like shock factor number one. But then after the surgery to hear, no, you're not finished yet because of the way this thing could spread. How, how did you handle that internally? What was going through your head? How did, You must have had doubts and fears. Yeah, if I'm quite honest, I didn't handle it very well. I mean, I don't know how you can handle anything good or bad, right? I guess it's someone's scale of how you handle it. Well, I, I don't think I handle it very well. I, I cried a lot. I, uh, I called my pastor at the time and he kind of walked me through a great pastoral prayer, uh, on the way from the hospital back to our house that day, our, our car died. We, we stopped to get gas. And as we stopped to get gas, the engine blew something and all this water leaked out and oil leaked out. So literally I'm crying because I'm battling life and death cancer. And now my car died. I have no way to get home. We had to have a tow truck pull us, get me home. And we had to junk the car. So it was like, okay, we had a lot going on. (laughs) And, you know, honestly, though, what what I will say is I I never stopped pursuing the Lord. And I think if you're listening to this, 
hey, it's easy to want to give up. It's easy to want to blame God. Yeah. It's not as easy to accept, okay, whatever happens, I'm going to trust the Lord. And a lot of my friends counseled me in this. And um, remember one of them sent me a little note and said, you know, Carl, you're facing a path you've never faced before. So you might not feel like you have the grace to go through it, but God's grace is greater. Uh, my wife's mom sent me a card with the scripture from two Corinthians where Paul was struggling with something. We don't quite know what it was, but the Lord, you know, three times he begged God and the Lord said, my grace will walk you through this. It's sufficient. And I think that you have to learn that experientially. You can know it here, but to know it down here is another issue. And, uh, so Again, some weeks I handled it really well. Some weeks I didn't. Just to give you an idea of, of my treatment options, the four that I had that were all, they were all very strong drug treatments with various side effects. Uh, and I'll tell the story if you want to hear this. I, I sought the Lord and he actually spoke to me eight different ways in, in a weekend. I had to make a decision by Sunday night as to which treatment. And as I sought him, he responded with what I call contacts, eight different contacts back to me. So I wrote them all down. It was like I had, I had, you know, I had a verse from the Bible that was just, I was standing on it, you know, just a verse of healing. And then I had a living word verse come out, which was the spirit breathed on a verse and made it real to me. I had, what verse I had is the that? inner voice of the spirit. I had, uh, I had a, a witness of the spirit. I had a dream about it. I saw my doctor in this dream. Uh, I had a, a circumstance that was the providence of God. So I had eight different contacts from God, which we can talk about. That's why I wrote this book, Love Speaks, because I was already faced with going through a very difficult treatment. And the Lord was making it very clear which one he wanted me to start. And believe it or not, he led me to the toughest one. He led me to the one with the toughest side effects. And is a drug called interferon. And basically, it's a shot to your stomach. You have to measure it exactly in this little thing. And I hate needles. I'm not a needle guy. I don't know if any of you love needles. Yes, needles. No, I run from needles, you know. And I had to take a needle and stick this in my stomach every Monday night. And it would give me a fever. Because remember, with melanoma, they're giving you drugs to enhance your immune system. And as they do, yeah, you're you get a fever because your immune system is, is getting, you know, we're going to kill this cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I'd wake up Tuesday morning with a fever that would last Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, oftentimes Friday into Saturday. So five days fever mm -hmm. Sunday, you're exhausted. And Monday you give yourself the shot again. And I had to endure 69 weeks of that. Wow. Yeah. 69 weeks. Carl. So you knew ahead of time, this is what you were going to be facing. And that's why uh, without God's guidance, you may not have chosen that particular option. Yeah. No, I would not. I'd want to make this. it clear. Mm. And <laughs> so Exactly. And it's like when you're facing something, and this is a good lesson to remember. Don't, don't be afraid to seek the Lord and be real with him. Uh, I had a good friend of mine who's an evangelist. He, um, we were talking about this during that time. And he said, I never forgot this. He said, you must silence every voice except God's. Mm -hmm. And that's real good counsel for all of you listening. It's like, whatever you're facing, you must silence every voice except God's. 
In other words, look for other voices to be confirming, but go to the source for what he has to say. And uh, especially in this, and I, I did that. Yeah, especially in this day and time when uh, everyone has something to say and you're getting it at multiple different angles from social media to television oh. to whatever. <laughs> Our doctor said, do not Google this. He said, yeah, you're going right, to get, right. he, he told me. Wise. And of course I did, you know, I'm an idiot. idiot. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to listen to him. I'm like, Google it. it. And I'm like, oh, I don't have much time to live. And oh no, everybody says this and yeah, that. that I shouldn't have, you know, don't yeah. Google it because he's like, they're going to, there's so much mixture out there. And so we um, know how you handled this and, um, but how did, how did your family handle it? How did Sarah and the kids handle it? <laughs> well, Sarah was my rock and yeah. she was my caregiver. So she was amazing all the way through. She held my hand. Um, my kids handled, handled it better than I did. You know, they were younger at the time. So we'd sit them down and we'd give them the grave news and say, okay, this is what's going on. Dad might not last, but here's the potential. And they'd be like, wow. okay, dad. Um, great. And like 10 minutes later, they're off playing. And they're like, oh. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Didn't you hear what I said? So they took my like, ear. I could die tomorrow. Okay, dad, I'm sorry to hear that. See you later. And so I think what I'm hearing you say is they took more seriously the words of Jesus that do not worry about today. <laughs> totally. I'm like, I was more, I was crying and I'm like, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. And they're like, okay, dad. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you're going to be fine. Uh, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. That, <laughs> that leads me to ask for you, though, as all these things are going through your head. Um, certainly, you did consider that uh, very realistically you could die. And I'm just wondering, did did you did you ever wonder that if you did actually die, what your legacy would be? Had those thoughts started to go through your head? Like, if I'm not here anymore, what am I leaving behind? I think, yeah, everybody goes through that. That, are, that has this level of disease. Um, and I think for, I don't know, but men, me, my, my personality type, whether it's male or female, but my personality type in particular, you know, likes recognition. We like a pat on the back. We, we like to be seen. We like to win awards, those types of mm -hmm. things. And um, so from a very fleshly standpoint, you know, yeah, you think of that. Uh, and I, and I'll, I'll I, one of my testimonies is very simply, I, I asked the Lord, am I going to live or die from this disease? And the context of that story will encourage each one of you listening. It's that uh, this one particular morning, Sarah and I were kind of parked in Psalm 27. It's a beautiful psalm. It begins, the Lord is my light and my salvation. You know, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the, the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Because we do fear. And there are times when you know, unbelief would creep in and I would have to repent. Really, you, you've got to repent of that because unbelief is not of the Lord. It's of the enemy. And um, this, so we're in Psalm 27 and uh, we got to verse. It's a 14 verse Psalm. We got to the, the end of verse 12 and all of a sudden the kids were like screaming at each other. Like we thought they're going to kill each other. So she <laughs> runs off to make sure they don't kill each other, which, by the way, is my definition of a successful parent. If you have children. <laughs> By the age of 10, they're going to want to try to kill each other. So if you can stop them from this, you've been successful. That's my whole definition of success. Very <laughs> so good. she runs off to make sure nobody dies. And yeah. I, I'm left with Psalm 27. So I go out to my prayer area to seek the Lord outside. And I'm like, Lord, okay, am I going to live or die? I want to, I'd like to know right now. And so speak to me. So I waited and I had opened my, my, 
Psalms to Psalm 27, because that's where we were in. And I had a little book that has like 500 different verses in it. It's one of those books with verses on various subjects. So you can look up a Mm -hmm. subject. If you're going through financial hardship, here's some verses to encourage you. So you never know what you're going to get, you know, on every page. And so as I'm waiting on the Lord, he says very clearly to me, again, through not not external voice, that's way number 21 of 21. It's very rare. But that still small voice blowing up my mind said, turn to page 81. Your answer is on there. So I again, I'm my left hand, I've got the psalm open to Psalm 27. In my right hand, I flip to page 81. And believe it or not, there's only two verses on that page. They are Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14. Wow. So in this hand, I'm holding Psalm 27, where we had gotten to verse 12 and not read 13 and 14. And now I'm seeing 13 and 14 in the book. That's cool. And verse 13 and 14 say, I would have despaired unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Uh. <laughs> Boom. That, that was my answer. That's a confirmation Break, right there. Breakthrough moment for sure. Breakthrough yeah. moment, baby. Lots, lots of things leading up to that point in time. Yeah. God saw it before you did. He knew how you had to be spoken to. And there it was, right smack dab in front of me. That is a beautiful story, an incredible breakthrough. And to have that breakthrough, to have that confirmation, what a shift uh, in mm. mindset and the way yeah. in which your body mm. at the cellular level responds to a different way in mm. thinking. Yeah. So um, I know that that has a big part to do in the healing as well. And God, I mean, life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? So as you are meditating on God's word, he's, he's specifically giving you this, this Psalm is like, ah, okay, I'm alive. I'm living and, and it's for your glory and blah, blah, blah. And so your, your cells at the cellular level are, are experiencing that. And um, I just love it. I love it. It's so cool. So here, here's a question for you. How did you balance out um, just expecting the miraculous healing versus the medical healing? Cause I know that that's, that's a balance there, right? It is a balance. That's a great question, Wendy. And I think uh, for me, uh, I, I've done, you know, oftentimes what's called, you know, prayers for healing or healing evangelism, power healing, you know, those types of things in meetings. I, I pray for people myself and often I've seen sometimes instant healings and sometimes no healing, you know, it just, it just depends on the situation. The Lord, it's up to the Lord really, honestly. And, um, one of the revelations that was given to, uh, a healing evangelist early in the night 20th century, 1900s. His name was John G. Lake. They called him Dr. Lake, not because he was a medical doctor, but because he was a faith healer or he believed in healing by faith. And he saw thousands of people literally healed uh, in his ministry. And he he even said the Lord kind of showed him that though he heals miraculously, uh, he also heals through medicine. And so one of the revelations he had was if you're sick, seek all the medical help you can possibly get, right? And at the end of the rope, oftentimes God will step in and send a miracle healing. That's not always how he does it. Sometimes he'll heal on the front end. But my, I think my point was I understood that, hey, if I've got some great doctors to help me and they've, they've got wisdom and insights that I would never have and they've got treatments that they feel would be beneficial. And one of the things that, that John Lake realized also was depending on the on the you know the the heart of the person 
treating you, if they have a real heart to treat you, God can flow through them, be they a Christian or not. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we still are, are, are not really sure where our particular doctor is in his faith. But boy, does he have faith in at least in medicine to yeah. see me healed, right? Mm-hmm. So we trusted that the Lord was working through him and through this medicine. Also, keep in mind that there are breakthrough treatments right now in, in every field. And I honestly believe God is making those breakthroughs. I, I believe that God is, is the originator of, of treatments that bring healing, be they drugs or not, and um, whatever form they are. Uh, for melanoma, what happened as I went through treatment is I was offered two of these particular breakthrough, brand new. One of them was a trial I went through for a year. Uh, brand new. I was one of the very first people on this, this particular drug. And by the time I got to the third drug, it was a, it was a drug called Keytruda. It's got another name, but it's, mm-hmm. it's known by Keytruda, you know, on the ads and everything. And the Lord told me, this is the key to your healing. By the time I got to that four years in, what happened to me was my leg began to, uh, there began to be this dry area right where the cancer started. And it, it made the doctor really excited because he looked down and he saw literally my skin, literally I was healing from the inside out hmm. and my skin was getting all dry in this area that it started. And we, we all believe to this day, that was the Lord working through that drug. So I was prayed for hundreds of times. Every time I was in a meeting, they'd say, could you pray? I'm like, yes. I was laid hands on. I had spirits cast out. I mean, who knows what was there? I'm like, do it all. I mean, pray for all of it. I, if there's a spirit there, let's just get rid of that thing or whatever. I didn't care. I was like, I want healing. I got tons of people laid hands on me. I got prayers all over the internet. And, and then I got this breakthrough medicine. So through all of it, I just say yes. And yes, yes. the last thing yes. I want to prompted to tell your audience is, you know, each one of you listening, hey, if, if you have cancer, Cancer is an aggressive enemy and it wants to kill you. It's, it's only in your body to take you out. And when you look at what disease is, disease is death in process. It's, it, disease comes to try and give us an early death before God's time. I mm-hmm. honestly believe that. And you have to learn to fight it. And what the Lord told me, just want to pass this on, is this is an aggressive attack. You need to be as aggressive as you can possibly be. That's why he led me to the most aggressive treatment every time. I had ones that didn't have very bad side effects, but the ones I took, every time I took them, it was like the Holy Spirit was saying, well done. You're, you're being as aggressive as your enemy is in, in advancing healing, as, and you're going to cast back that darkness and, and bring in the light, and that's what happened. Yeah, for that sure. And, so and I know um, uh, a little caveat to that is he wants us to be as aggressive as possible in fueling our body healthy and mm. well, right? So that was part of it too. You started eating differently, taking better care of yourself that way as well. And so it's, it's a combination of all, you know, so yeah, good. But, I, but I, I think that really helps someone who might be listening, who's maybe feeling guilty that they're, they're leaning too heavily on medical help. Maybe God just wants to heal me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we can have, we can go after Time it and all place. That's right. and God can use it all. And we should be aggressive in fighting. I think you've really brought some encouragement to those who are struggling with some health problems. Now there might be someone facing not, not cancer or health problem, but some other situation in their life. And it's, it's seemingly impossible for them right now. They're like losing hope. 
hope. It might be with their finances. It could be a a marriage that is breaking apart, a son and daughter who are you know out of line and they don't know how to bring them back, or or a career situation. But but it seems to be like impossible. How am I going to get through this? So I just want, if, if you could just give a couple of practical takeaways for them on, on how to expect a breakthrough or maybe how to move into position for God to ha- have them experience a breakthrough. What can they do? Great, great question, uh, Todd. And I, I know you as brother Todd. So thank you, brother Todd, for that one. Brother Carl, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we are brothers. Yes, we so, are. you know, First of all, in scripture, I, I love the passage. I'm just about to re- reread it. I've been rereading my Bible this year, and I'm in Samuel now. And I, that's just about, I'm in 1 Samuel, then 2 Samuel. David was, David was awesome in his, in his early career, even before he became king or right after he became king. He sought the Lord, and oftentimes the Lord did not lead him the same way. It's like there isn't a cookie cutter, uh, you know, sort of way to hear God's voice. That's that's why there's 21 ways in the book, and that's why we have to learn which ways work with our personality and how we're wired. And David would seek the Lord. In this one case, he was seeking the Lord's direction for a battle with the Philistines, and the Lord said, "You're going to hear the sound of my uh, basically hear the sound of wind, the sound of my presence in the treetops, and I'm going to reveal myself as what he." what he called Baal Perizim, the God of the breakthrough. I like to like to rename that Yahweh Perizim, you know, the Lord of the breakthrough. Uh, and he broke through because he broke through the enemy's lines by this tactic. God really is the God of our breakthrough. Mm-hmm. We have to seek him for that breakthrough. And every case is going to be different. So that's why you must be equipped to hear the voice of God because my simple answer is whatever you need that breakthrough in, you're going to need natural wisdom, which you guys are providing through this, this platform. And you're going to need the Holy Spirit's input. That's, that's where my, I come in with Love Speaks and, and what we've developed. It's, it's the sense of seek the Lord while he may be found. You're going to need to fast. You know, fasting is a great way to have breakthrough. In fact, fasting from food is a powerful way. And it's one of the ways scripture teaches us that we break through. Uh, oftentimes I have faced really difficult times in family, in marriage, in business. We were in a business for years. I'd be prompted one day to fast and the breakthrough would come within a day or two. Um, That's cool. Practically, I could just share one of the most powerful fasts. It's not easy if you've never done it. Well, the first few hours you're going to be hungry, but it, it's very, very practical for most people. It's called the David fast. It's a 24 hour fast. So it's very simply sundown to sundown. If you can remember that it's a powerful fast. You'd wake up one day, have your breakfast, have your lunch, make them a little bit lighter meals. But then at sundown that night, you have no dinner, water only. You wake up the next morning, drink water throughout the day. You're going to fast breakfast and lunch at sundown. The next day, you're going to break that fast dinner. So it's literally three meals or a sundown to sundown. Again, it's not easy that first night because you're going to want food. You're going to have to go to bed hungry, but you wake up empowered. You go through that day. You might be in prayer. You might not. But what I like to do is I like to pray the next morning. And I find that next morning, wow, the Lord is speaking. I can really hear his voice. 
Clarity. So just to you know drop that in, God is the God mm-hmm. of the breakthrough. He really is. Very good. But we do need to seek Him to receive yeah. His marching orders for the breakthrough. I love that. Those are good um, practical takeaways and and action steps. Um, so real quick, after your treatment and your recovery and getting a good report, you had a, a big transition in your, in your ministry. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So in the middle of the treatment, as we watched, our business was dwindling, our income source was dwindling, dwindling, and I was suffering quite a bit, but I knew God had spoken that I'm going to live and not die. Mm-hmm. So one day in prayer, my wife and I went to prayer together about this. Looking at the big, big picture, I was crying out, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he answers my question with a question, which is typical <laughs> of God. He says yeah. to me, what do you, what do you want to do? I'm sitting in silence thinking, hmm. Mm-hmm. If I could do anything from this point in my life, what would it be, right? What do I want to do? And in the middle of that, Sarah gets this word from Exodus 4, where Moses was facing his own calling, a little apprehensive, you know, I can't speak to you, God, etc. So God challenges him and says, what's that in your hand? And of course, for Moses, it was a staff. Uh, so Sarah says, honey, we're supposed to look at our hands right now, and God's going to show us something. So in the spirit, I look down at my hands, and in this hand, my left hand, I was holding my Bible, this Bible here, and it was open to a psalm. And I felt like the Lord say, yep, well done. You're going to keep exhorting my word, teaching my word. But in this hand, I saw a film camera up here. So I'm staring at this movie camera in the spirit, just looking at it. It was really beautiful. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And as I'm looking at the film camera, the Holy Spirit says to me, I'm giving you a new calling now as a media missionary. I thought, well, that's a cool term. I hadn't really heard that term. I wrote it down, media missionary. I'd maybe heard of it through YWAM, Youth with a Mission. They were doing some, some news broadcasting, be a media missionary. But for me, it was, no, you use all my gifts that God's given me in media and create compelling stories from salvation history and kind of bring them to a modern audience to sort of build faith in the present and inspire hope for the future. And so out of that calling, I began to produce media. So just as an example, I'd already written the book. And by this time, we're just about to publish Love Speaks. So what the Lord told me, I I flew to London and and I flew to London. He said to me there, okay, now start your media mission by making compelling documentary films. And there are 21 ways to hear the voice of God in the book. The first seven are very common. So he said, make seven films based on the, uh, the the book. So there they are. This is the DVD set, the director's cuts. And so I made these seven episodes, each one a different way to hear God's voice, starting with the Bible as the number one way, going through the Holy Spirit's inner ways, and ending with the Father and Providence. And wouldn't you know, through the process of that, uh, he said to me, Carl, I want you to make these into TV episodes because I want them on TBN, which is the world's largest Christian media platform at the time. And that's what happened. The Lord opened the doors to TBN. So these seven episodes to date have been seen by about a hundred million people around the world and ministered to them. And in the middle of all that, God said, okay, now take this other footage you have and make a whole second series. So it took about a year to develop it. He gave me the title from history to hope. And that began airing on what's called the God Channel or God TV mm-hmm. and 15 other networks. So between the two series now, we are reaching an audience each week of about 300 million people. 
ministering the word through the visual arts, and it's very exciting. That's so beautiful, and they're so well done, Carl. I mean, you have just an artist. Uh, artistic eye. I mean, I know you yeah. know this, but man, you just really do. And they're just so well done. And um, for anyone that wants to check that out, where uh, would we send them? Because if they haven't seen them on TBN. Um, yeah, they have to see them. I, I, I just have to put in a plug here because uh, <laughs> amazing. Because the, the first thing I did is I read Carl's book and Carl has yep, been a friend for, for many, many years. Uh, in fact, I, I, I tried to mentor him when he was younger. It just didn't work. He was just <laughs> 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 it's a fiery redhead, wild stallion. I didn't listen to you. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. You did it. Absolutely. You listened to God because that's why you wrote the book. Uh, Love Speaks, really the 21 different ways to recognize God's voice. And you published that book and I I, I read it and, you know, I'm going to read it very critically, but I have to tell you, I mean, the, the book spoke directly to my heart mm-hmm. and it built within me an anticipation that God is speaking. And more importantly, he really wants to speak with you. It's not like you've got to go chasing after him. You know, talk to me, talk to me. He's there ready now. So that book was a tremendous encouragement. When the docuseries came out, I mean, I was just blown away the way in which you have revealed all the ways that God speaks all the way through history. So I just want to encourage our listeners, pick up the book, check out the docuseries, and I will promise you, this is like a guarantee, you are going to learn ways in which God is speaking that will kind of surprise you in some of the most unexpected times. Yeah, no, that's no, so good. Thank you. I mean, we we do have um we have we've loaded all of the episodes of the series and there's a nice promo. If you go to lovespeaks.today, very simply lovespeaks.today, so not like dot com, but go dot today because he speaks today. Yeah. Uh you'll find there we have them in our digital store. They're ready for instant viewing. Uh, you can rent them or purchase them. Either way, that is a donation. It goes to our ministry, it helps us mm. keep producing. So Perfect. We don't get personal money that just goes right to the ministry and helps us keep going. Uh, and then on our other website, our ministry site, we have loaded uh, from History to Hope episode one. And you can certainly watch that right now. It's streaming live on borntoblaze.com. And there'll be links I'm sure you'll put in there for yes, people. And um, if you want to watch any of the other episodes, they are on various networks, but I can also send you personally the links. Just drop me an email. Mm you know, Hey, I watched episode one. I want to see the rest. We're, we're going to eventually have them all streaming, but for now I can send you the links to see them all. And uh, we'd so love nice. to have you be a part of watching everything we've done to really encourage you in, you know, through media and documentaries. That's so Excellent. great. So we will put all this in the show notes yeah. uh, for those of you that are in the car listening or on a walk mm-hmm. and can't jot it down. So we'll put that in the show notes for you to uh, check out later. Carl, thank you. Mm, you are such a gift yeah. to the world, such a gift to us uh, personally. And uh, we just thank you for, for listening and hearing from God <laughs> because awesome. uh, you're, you're just a gift and you're, you're blessing many. So um, yeah. yeah, you're a blessing, my brother. All right. So we're going to say goodbye and have you sign off and we're, and gonna we're just gonna 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 going to hang out for just a couple of minutes. All right. Love you guys. Bless, Bless you all. Thank Bless you, so Todd and Wendy. And sharing. Thank you. All Amen. Right. Love you guys. See ya. Amen. Right. Bye-bye. Oh my goodness. He's just something you know, else, isn't he? The next time we have him on, we're going to find out Born to Blaze. What kind of a name is that? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could give a firsthand account on how, how Carl blazes through everything. Um, I hope you're encouraged today. Uh, you know, we want to bring you these various stories of breakthroughs because every single one of us face challenges 
a lot, Always. especially <laughs> think about what's, what's going on now in 2020 oh. and all the challenges that people are up against. And, um, God, it's, it's like, do I have to chase after God until I'm just completely exhausted? No, he's there for us. Like right now, I think the first starting point is to really believe that God wants to speak with you. He wants to help you with a breakthrough. He is able to get you through whatever it is that you're going through. Yeah. And he, he wants us to uh, dismiss all the other chaos and noise that might be going on yeah, around us and yeah. be still and hear from him and him alone. Yeah. I think that was a good if, word from Carl. And if I, if I can, I just, I have to put I a guess. little plug in for you <laughs> because, because Wendy, uh, Wendy is a coaching program and is, and works with uh, incredible women from all over the, all over the country. And uh, you take them through a process of seven weeks, which I think for some might sound like, wow, that's really fast. Brothers, like that's a long agonizing time. But I, I think what's so encouraging is I've watched you in your in your coaching ministry and business is I've watched you work with women to really believe they can work through things to get a true transformation. And it's not just a physical transformation. We're talking about three parts to that person. Yeah, it is definitely mentally, physically, and spiritually. Yeah. And I didn't even know you're going to talk about this right now, but I'm so glad you mentioned it because when we were talking with Carl, I immediately yeah. thought of Teresa who had ovarian cancer and went through my seven week program. And she was able to give, get off of her chemo meds wow. Um, wow. by going through the program. And yeah. her, her numbers were incredibly different every time she would go and get them checked. Mm. And the doctor's like, well, what are you doing? This is doing better than the chemo pill. And she's like, yeah, that's right. That's why I'm going to quit taking it. <laughs> so um, I'm just grateful that um, God has given me this opportunity. And, and there, there are ways to, um, to overcome cancer. So if you are in any kind of doubt or you're struggling, you know, shoot me an email, mm -hmm. go to my website, check it out. And um, I'd be more than happy to talk with you and give you some helpful tips and, yeah. and uh, encourage you along the way. Now, listen, also, if you have a story that you really feel you need to share because people would be inspired, uh, people would be encouraged, then you need to get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Just come on over to our website and hit the contact information. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about your story and, uh, Perhaps you need to get on this show and just share with the world how you experienced your biggest breakthrough. Yes. Thank you. And thank you in advance for um, subscribing. Leave a comment. Um, yeah. Just whatever you do on this podcast stuff. This is kind of new for us these days. But yeah, subscribe, subscribe and comment and share. and share with your yeah. friends. And uh, we just want to be a blessing. Thank you. We hope you're inspired. Yeah. Uh, just uh, equipped and entertained today. And we yeah. look forward to seeing you on the next show yeah. right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough. And as Wendy would say, hey, make it a great day. Yes, make it a great day. <laughs> well, that's a wrap for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we love spending time with you right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But until then, just head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment and we would love to dialogue with you there. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.